All right, hold on. Here we go, Chris. <clears throat> I need a hero. I'm holding up for a hero till the end of the night. He's gotta be strong and he's gotta be fast and he's gotta be fresh for the fight. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, video games, and superheroes, Ooh. so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're recapping some early E3 announcements. Uh, it gets earlier every year, just like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> there are several days of E3, which is surprising because it's all online. Mm-hmm. It's not even in person. Just just put, put the streams out. It's, we're not. Either way, <laughs> Netflix had a geeked week. Yes, it was indeed a week of geek. It was. There was some some, some stuff in there. Uh, we're getting ready to go back to theaters this summer mm-hmm. and more. Oh, man. It's been a crazy, crazy week. We were talking just before we started hitting record of how difficult it was to just keep track of everything this week. I mean, this mm-hmm. is where you uh, give blessings to all of the bloggers out there who do, like, recaps and, like, roundups of everything. Because even if we decided to be pure and go directly to the source, right? You know, uh, Netflix Geek Week, I know they were, like, streaming on, like, YouTube and Twitch. They're also, like, live streaming on, like, Twitter and stuff. Even if you went to, like, their videos, it's just like, I can't scrub through and watch all of this stuff. So, blessed be to the bloggers out there. Made, oh, our, yeah. made our jobs a well, lot easier this week. It, it, and something we didn't even touch was, you know, it's Apple's WWDC week where they announced their new operating systems for all their devices. And, you know, we, we, are, we are Mac users at, at mm-hmm. the core of us. And, you know, we're not even covering that news. I wouldn't even know where to begin to add that into this. So, like, this week has truly been one for the ages. Uh, <laughs> and it's just bleeding into next week because I think Nintendo's E3 is on Tuesday even. So we won't even get to hear, you know, the next big, uh, you know, the Switch Pro announcement or whatever the new Mario Kart is. Oh, yeah. Who uh, knows? if the, until... I, I feel like the, uh, the biggest... Uh, the, the biggest uh, unifying feeling for all of these things, whether it's a Geek Week, whether it's E3, is uh, you always, or WWDC, you always leave disappointed, right? You always yeah. have, like, these big grand ideas of what may or may not be announced, and then it just never comes, and you're just yeah. like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, we, we all set ourselves up for failure <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. So we got, we got some news here, so we'll jump into it. Uh, first mm-hmm. things first is actually what we watched, what we have been watching uh, this week, and um, this is something uh, I was not on my radar. Uh, I, it's not for me. This is my wife's request. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, the, mm-hmm. the movie. It's on free on HBO Max. Uh, this was on HBO Max and in theaters, I believe, at the same time. So I think you can watch them both there. Uh, Mike, you also got to catch it, right? Mm-hmm. This was uh, his... Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's known for uh, writing uh, Hamilton, uh, the famous stage play and this was his work that was before that he wrote this before um he went to do hamilton so mm-hmm. after his success and obviously everyone literally watching hamilton on disney plus last year um i believe hbo or warner brothers went to him and said you can make a movie out of you know whatever you want he chose this and they put it up on their streaming service which was pretty cool so um uh this is essentially about washington heights uh, it's on the was it the Upper West Side of New York, I believe. I, th- I think so. I don't understand the 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 cardinal yeah. directions of New York because it's at an angle, right? Yeah. So I always get really confused when people say like lower and upper 
east or west side, and it's just like, but you, the whole island's at an angle. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I feel like when I was watching, I'm like, I feel like this is some place I visited playing the Spider-Man games. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's what work. I did too. There, because there's there's characters in, in the movie that mo- have to move their shop and they go to the Bronx, and I'm just like, I know where that is. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know yeah, how to swing over there. <laughs> yeah, you take you take some sort of train down there. I'm like, oh, I get that. Take trains in there. So uh, this was a, a, essentially a musical about. Um, uh, I guess it's um, Dominican Republic culture that has migrated from the Dominican Republic to New York and the desire to go back to their home country, right? I believe is that, that's right, Dominican Republic. Yeah, for, for that main character, there's a, oh. there's a whole like song set piece in this where they talk about other Latin American countries that have kind yeah. of moved to the area of uh, Washington yeah. Heights. But, yeah, it's all kind of about that. Um, I... I I hesitate to say Latin X culture because I know like some people have uh, uh, accepted that term and like some people don't like that overarching term, but that seems to be a, a more succinct way to kind of explain mm-hmm. it. Yeah, very much a lot of multiple Latin nationalities there. Um, the main actor, I can't think of his name. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to name any of these people. A lot of them are, are fresh, but he is actually in the next uh, the next Transformers movie that follows Bumblebee. He's like the main lead actor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the- he's he's a dreamy looking guy. Yeah. Uh, even even for me, a guy over here uh, with a with a, a wife I've been happily married to, I was just like I was mesmerized by his face yeah. the whole movie. I was like, dang, this is a good looking dude. <laughs> Apparently, he was also in uh, Hamilton as well. He was uh, the son of Hamilton. He played that. Oh, role. okay. And a lot of these characters, I think. Uh, or from the movie, or from the the play, which was the the, the original play and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it, it, at the end of the day, it's not really a. a there's really no villain in this movie. Um, it's kind of like a feel good kind of movie at the end of the day, right? Like everybody's you know doing what's best for them, but like I didn't feel like there was like again, there's no villain in this play, right? Like there's no like maniacal person like wringing their hands like oh, I'm gonna take down this you know culture yeah i would say it's almost more closer to like a romantic comedy but usually uh rom-coms really focus on one specific couple and they really drive the whole story but that's almost i would say almost like a b plot in this story i actually never even thought of that like really kind of what is driving the story and that may or may not be a a bad thing but to to move from this neighborhood or not to move from this neighborhood i think is the whole Mm -hmm. i think like at least three of the characters one went to college one was going downtown to become an, uh, to work on art and the other one was trying to move back to the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. uh, so it's very interesting you know also you know the idea of like you know um, you know legal immigrants versus you know uh, you know it's people who are undocumented you know issue kind of came up in this a little bit I think it's fine I think the music's fine it, it's very uh, I, I told my wife this so I'm like this feels like Hamilton was built on this structure. Like this was yeah. the test bed for the for I, Hamilton. I totally agree. And the thing is, there's probably a lot of really. If, if there happens to be a crazy Lin Manuel super fan, which there's ton, a ton of them out there, and, and there's no, there's, there, I have no problem with anybody that wants to be a super fan of the an insanely talented Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, but uh, and also like, what am I doing over here with a superhero podcast, uh, judging a musical yeah. Broadway theater, right? Uh, but yeah, it does feel like if I had to sum it down to like uh, something just really dumb in my head is I just thought the songs in Hamilton were a little bit more catchy, uh, mm. slightly more varied. Like I feel like if I lay down and listen to the soundtrack for In the Heights, it just kind of all kind of sounds yeah. the same to me. Even though I had a fun time watching it, there's lots of energy. You know, yeah. I thought uh, the casting was. Um, 
uh, really infectious. But yeah, I can't really pin out one specific thought song that I was like, oh yeah, that you know that one That's song. That's a banger. No, yeah, that was that was great. Like Hamilton, like has the, the that kind of just well, audible variable tones, and I feel like I yeah. didn't really get that in well in it, the Heights. It, it, well, I think it was also. I mean, Hamilton's telling a longer story, and this is kind of repeating the same uh, problems over and over again um, throughout the whole thing. The one thing I did notice, you know. Uh, uh, Lin Manuel worked on the Moana soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is there's a, a, another amazing song. Yeah. In there. So I noticed that um, the the guys, his abuela, um, abuelita, is uh, that her song sounded a lot like the grandmother's song in Moana. Uh, oh yeah, I could see that. Very, very like you know the, the whole grandmother thing. It's very much similar to that. So uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. If you like musicals, do that. I mean, it's no Spider Man. Turn off the dark, <laughs> which is a superhero musical. We talked about uh, off air. Yeah, well, I, I feel like we got to do some sort of retrospective yeah. on that. We found kind of like this uh, halfway decent looking bootleg on YouTube that we could sit down and watch, but unfortunately, I don't think the original run yeah. of the show exists because it kind of got retailered after I guess mm-hmm. people really didn't like it so I wish I could oh, watch some the people ori- died I, some people <laughs> literally died making, yeah that's why they I, had to retool. I wish I could watch the original and then want kind of watch this bootleg one and then uh. do a whole retrospective on it well maybe, maybe one day but uh, in the heights now on HBO Max use your subscription if you've got it or like me, if you've got two, because you're an AT&T sucker. <laughs> um, uh, moving on to that, this apparently is the 40th anniversary. This week is the 40th anniversary of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I didn't know that. And earlier this week, I was watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, on, um, which is available on Paramount Plus, Mike, in case you uh, hadn't been. I don't even know if you have Paramount Plus. Um, because most of my, if we're not watching, uh, again, HBO Max, Disney Plus or Paramount Plus is the other one. Paramount has a really good uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, uh, if you remember that. So that's a lot of background noise at my house sometimes. Um, but um, Rage of the Lost Ark is on there. It's his 40th anniversary. And then I know they're filming the new Indiana Jones. It's not in our notes because it's just like some random screen grabs. Um, but uh, there was there was one shot where we do see Indy and the uh, actor who played Toby um, Jones. Toby Jones, yeah, and they have some tracking dots on their face. So yeah. uh, it, it sounds like that that could be like a flashback. You know, yeah, they're gonna yeah, they de-age they're, them. Yeah, they've got they've got that art down over at Disney mm-hmm. now. Uh, so I, I don't. They'll, I totally don't they'll de-age anything. anything. They're, they're yeah. gonna turn it into like a and, kiosk. You can walk into the mall and look like a baby again. Yeah. And Toby Jones, like Michael was gonna say, uh, played. Um, uh, Arnim Zola in Captain Zola, America yeah. and, and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I kept thinking Zoloft. I was like, that's not it. That's not a name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, who, uh, who was known to be, who was, you know, worked for Hydra and the Nazis. Uh, also, mm. uh, Thomas, um, Thomas Krennic. He played um, the uh, Baron Strucker for the short minute. He was in the Age of Ultron and mm-hmm. uh, whatever. So uh, it's also in the movie. So they're thinking, you know, hey, they've got these people who are notorious for playing Nazi adjacent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people that's, that, that can't be a good typecast, right? Like yeah. I can see being typecast as a villain, you know, because you just kind of have like a villain in way of you. But it's just like to be typecast as not just a villain, but a Nazi villain for your whole career. That's that's a rough one. <laughs> Maybe they're really good at the accent. Maybe yeah. they're just spot on with Yeah, the maybe. I mean, but, I guess technically in the in the MCU, Hydra was they almost kind of looked down at the Nazis like they weren't they they weren't being uh I don't know future forward enough, so maybe that's enough to be differentiated, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. So, um but yeah, so that that uh I did want to put it in the notes because it's nothing big on any Jones. They are filming it, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh hopefully uh Harrison Ford doesn't crash an airplane again or something soon. But, uh, 
but they are filming it and it is the 40th anniversary and i thought it was ironic that i just happened to turn it on and watch it this week so i uh, got that going for me mike you looks like you've been diving into some netflix yeah, I'll share what I've been watching. Uh, slowly working my way through uh, Sweet Tooth with the wife. Uh, surprised to see that there's only eight episodes, which, you know, I, I just I don't know whether it's good or bad these days, right? If something has eight episodes or ten episodes, if you're really liking it, you're almost just kind of like, oh, please be at least ten. It's like you don't, you're trying to avoid, like, the 13, right? That usually is when filler comes along. So we're trying to take it slow. We don't want to burn through it too fast. But I just wanted to give it a shout-out to I love it when I'm watching something and I just know that they're adapting a comic book, right? Because uh, I'll keep it very spoilery light, but there's a character that's introduced, and I, I want to say it was like the fourth episode, that normally I don't think a screenwriter would put in their TV show or movie, right? Because it's a character that is going to be not CG heavy, but you just can't get a human being to play this character, so you're going to have to mm -hmm. use a computer to make this, uh, to make this thing. And I feel like in a comic book where, you know, the budget is limitless when it comes to like your pencil mileage, right? You can draw whatever you want. Uh, so you're just not you're just not hindered by what story you want to tell. So they just introduced this like kind of very surprising character like halfway through this season. I was just like, whoa, was not expecting this. So I just really like you know, there's just kind of one of the positives of adapting yeah. a comic book, right? Most people think of like comic books of just like, oh, superhero stuff. We got to bring in the big CGI budget of explosions and like monsters and aliens and like big armor and stuff like that. But also like even just like the weird quirky things, right? That you got to, you got to prove the concept on the panel first. And then that's when a producer will give you actual money to put it on the screen. So, uh, still recommend sweet tooth, uh, to people, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. And uh, season two of Mythic Quest is airing right now. They're uh, they're getting close to the to the back half of the second season. And in the very first season, they had this very interesting flashback episode that just tangentially related to the uh, plot of the first season. And it starred uh, Jake Johnson, who yeah. you know is the voice of uh, Peter B. Parker. I believe that's uh, what his name was in Spider Verse. Yeah. And uh, his uh, counterpart in that episode was the the woman who plays the wife in How I Met Your Mother. I, I can't remember her name for the life of me. I don't know what her name is in real life. The, the mother? But, uh, yeah, who played the mother in How I Met oh, Your Mother. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I was like, the but, wife? I'm like, whose wife? <laughs> but they, uh, they did like a flashback episode like back in the 90s of like starting a video game company. It was just kind of like this one-off episode that doesn't really relate much to the plot and all of the other Always Sunny in Philadelphia cast alum that you're used to seeing. So that was nice. And they it seems like they're continuing with the pattern this season. They're also, they also made a similar episode this season that starred the actor who played Big Head in Silicon Valley. I don't know if anybody is familiar with that character, but I can't think of the actor's name, and I can't think of anything else he's been in off the top of my head, but he was Big Head in Silicon Valley, and he nailed it. Like That guy's actually like a really good actor, surprisingly, because I got to see him in a role where he wasn't just a, an idiot, <laughs> so that was really, really entertaining to see. So uh, Another shout-out for Mythic Quest. Um, I know this is hard. It's a hard sell for people to say, you know, just kind of stick with it. But I feel like the first half of these Mythic Quest seasons are just kind of okay, and they get, like, much better towards the second half. When an, when you have all this competition out there of eyeballs of things that you could be watching, I know it's hard to tell people, oh, just stick with it. But I've been having a really good time with Myth Mythic Quest Season 2. And over here, the third thing, uh, the MVP of the week, which is if you've been consuming enough media like I've had this week, is uh, Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero this absolute banger has now been incorporated in three separate things that i've watched this week all unrelated um for the life of me 
I can't remember what fan of the show sent this to me, but somebody sent me this video on TikTok, which was uh, what movie scene gets uh, exponentially better uh, if you change the soundtrack. And uh, we all know I did not like the last Star Wars movie. Uh, the last Skywalker. What what what's the last Star Wars movie called? I already Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the the scene at the end where they're in the big old lightning cube and Kylo's like running around trying to like save Ray and stuff. They they attached Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero to that scene and it was awesome. It worked well together. It jived awesome. Uh, it was a perfect matchup. Uh, it did not make me want to watch the movie again, uh, but I would uh, repeat that clip uh, very easily. So that was the first time I saw it. And then mere hours later, we'll talk about this later on the show, uh, but the new Masters of the Universe He-Man trailer dropped, and lo and behold, this song is also in the trailer. And then another thing we're going to be talking about the, today is the new Guardians of the Galaxy video game, which ends with this mm-hmm. same song again. So I'm not mad or upset at all, because this song is great. Uh, I linked the YouTube uh, music video in the show notes if you just want to get a hit of serotonin. Uh, the song is just great. Uh, and Chris made a point to tell me that this also sold an Arby sandwich at some point. Oh, in yeah, time yeah. In the yeah hold, hold out for a hero, uh, you know, the sandwich. You know, the, what some people pronounce as a gyro. But yeah, I 100% <laughs> understand that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you need to go revisit some, some uh, fun some fun music, uh, Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero. But that's what I've been up to this week, Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that sounds about right. I mean, it's been one of those week again. Like everyone, uh, you tell everyone, I'm literally uh, working on my house. I have a a Costco membership now. If people have any Costco tips and tricks, please send them <laughs> my way. Uh, we now live near one, and uh, I, I told Mike we got this huge. It's six foot by like maybe three foot wide uh, body pillow that I would watch. Like literally had a couple of friends over when we watched E3 today. Uh, we were all like using that and some other chairs while my theater seats come in. So. Uh, one of those weeks, but I'm going to jump into some of the one of the big things this week, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow tickets now on sale. Uh, if you are interested in going back to the movie theaters, I think Black Widow is a great time to do so. Um, the first Marvel movie in two years. Black uh, Spider Man was July of 2019. Uh, yeah. What a strange bit of news! Like before we started recording, I went to my movie theaters website and I remarked, I hadn't been to this website in like a year and a half. Like I just, I was like, how do I use it? How do buttons work on the internet? Um, but yeah, my seats are starting to sell out in the Thursday show times that I would normally go to. So the appetite is out there to go back to the movie theaters. Um, I just I don't know I'm still I'm still feeling out the vibe I, it's different for every city every part of the world out there uh, I, I I would assume if you're in India you don't want to do this because I think right. things are still really bad over there so please make the yeah. appropriate judgment call based on your state and your area but uh, and, yeah yeah and, and I was I was telling uh, to Mike so I got got my IMAX where uh, I'm actually farther from that movie theater now um, but um, the they're blocking seats off to the left and right of people so if i get a block of two or four the ones to the left and right of me are no longer available for people to purchase which is cool mm-hmm. um but I, I also you know i went and saw um what was it um i literally just lost it the quiet place part two in theaters it's very empty it's not a big you know theatrical release like you know black widow is but you know i, I did wear my mask up until i got settled into my seat mm-hmm. um 
the whole time. So uh, yeah, yeah, do it at your own comfort, at your own leisure. This is also available on Disney Plus for $30. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, you'd rather just sit at home and watch it for $30. I literally built a theater at home that I'm not going to use to watch this for the first time. <laughs> um, but I will be buying on Disney Plus so I can watch it multiple times over and over again and give other people an opportunity to go and feel safe at the movie theaters. Um, however, most people are like, well, I don't want to do either. It will be free on Disney Plus October 6th of 2021. So if you just wait, just a few, just 90 days later, you can get it for free on, on Disney Plus there. Yeah, I feel like normally in like kind of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you just can't afford to wait that long. But weirdly, this might be the one time you might be able to, right? Since mm-hmm. this is like really the first prequel movie we've ever gotten kind of you know i know captain marvel took place in the 90s captain america uh well yeah i I know those movies chronologically take take place you know earlier but it's just like you know since we know black widow's fate i don't think there's really going to be anything too spoilery here maybe Mm -hmm. the end credit scene could possibly illuminate more of the mcu moving forward uh, unless the end cre- what did the end credit scene for Black Widow was like for uh, WandaVision or something yeah. like that and it's just like okay well we all knew that was going to happen so yeah I guess this is the one time you you, you actually you might be safe if you wait till October right. but uh, there's other going to be other Marvel stuff happening before October right um, yes. uh, when's uh, Shang-Chi dropping isn't that before October yeah uh, uh, I believe it's um, September yeah and then Eternals is November and then uh, Spider-Man is December Mm-hmm. So we have quite the uh, quite the yeah, back half. Yeah, of we to... yeah we might have to create some sort of structure on the show where we are a little bit more direct with our spoiler warnings for Black Widow. Like uh, you right. know when August comes around, right, and we feel like we're more relaxed and we can just kind of thirty days talk I'll give about you thirty the days minimum. Okay, maximum. Chris, this thirty days. <laughs> thirty days max. You can get it for thirty dollars online. I mean that's the same price again. Literally, if you bought three movie tickets, two movie tickets, some places three. It would cover it. I feel like, you know, we're it, the fact that we're even offering it still, you know, mm-hmm. awesome. If you want to catch up on what Black Widow's been up to uh, in the MCU, uh, Scarlett Johansson's debut Iron Man 2, you can catch the Black Widow collection now on Disney+. Plus. So you just go in there, click Black Widow collection, and watch all the movies she's in, which is, you know, that's cool. Streaming services are getting better than, you know, just saying, oh, hey, hopefully you can find which movie you're in here. So I like these playlists. So that's pretty cool. So check that out. Um, and if you get your tickets, let me know. Uh, we'll be we'll be covering it um, uh, once we figure out what Mike's schedule is. But it'll be <laughs> that uh, earlier than uh, Thursday or later than Friday. Uh, so. We'll give you the review as soon as we possibly can. One hundred percent. The She Hulk, the TV series. I want to chalk this up as a rumor. Uh, the rumor is the Hulk's son Scar uh, from the comic book Planet Hulk will appear in this series. Man, who's the Hulk been smashing? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I just came y- up with that. <laughs> y- yeah, if you were the first person to make that, I would give you an applause. But uh, here, here we are, um, <laughs> years later. Now, so Scar, uh, when Hulk was on the Planet Planet Hulk in the comic books for years, he married like the the queen or princess of the planet or whatever, and they had a son, Scar, and he ended up coming to Earth later, um, you know, for whatever reason. Um, so there's an idea here, if this is true, he will appear, you know, Hulk, I mean, Bruce Banner did not know what the Hulk was doing while he was, you know, in mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, right, for for several years. So if there is some sort of offspring of the Hulk, that's definitely a possibility that he wouldn't know about. Um, you know, and, you know, 
and I guess st- he would hear st- about his dad after. And also, like story wise, talk about the easiest uh, problem to solve for the writer yeah. of the of that episode, or if it ends up being a movie at some point in time. What an easy origin to just write off of, just like, oh yeah, you were in space for a while, and then you could see like, <laughs> uh, you know, Mark Ruffalo like scratching the back of his head, like, well, I, I guess I don't really know what I was doing there. Yeah, I guess yeah. this isn't totally out of the woods. You don't need to go into a whole thing of just like, how does the Hulk, you know, yeah. do this? Like, you know, you could probably even like, I don't, you might even be able to wave away who the mom is. You don't even have to worry yeah. about that too yeah, much. It, or I don't know how space uh, pregnancy works. Maybe there's, maybe there's an egg sack or something. I don't know, yeah. Chris. Maybe there's no, uh, no second. Oh, I should stop right now. They, they, they covered this in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Uh, you know, Ego, you know, had kids from all over the world, so it's perfectly fine. Or galaxy, uh, but I mean, I think something here is, is you know, if they want to do this, so uh, Scar was also part of the Dark Avengers, which we've talked about, you know, Marvel leading to later. Is this a, a role that could possibly be a long term, uh, a new Hulk replacing or, Mark Ruffalo, or is it just a one off kind of thing? Or Where if they want, literally, She Hulk is dealing with a paternity lawsuit, which would be funny, I guess. In, yeah, in a sense. Or if they want to bring in like a younger character, right? We know that they're possibly. A moving to a kind of a younger a young Avengers storyline at some point in time right mm-hmm. so he could be part of the team or maybe he could be like an antagonist right depending on how he well, wants to align there is a scroll uh, kid called Hulkling he's a scroll he's not a Hulk but he's called Hulkling in the young Avengers who ended up being um either married or the boyfriend of uh, Scarlet which is a uh, kid Wiccan uh, was, uh-huh. you know it was a uh, so you know, there's an opportunity for maybe maybe that's it. They bring in Hulkling instead of a Scar character, or, or, or yeah. merge them together for the MCU. Yeah, I don't think they would be. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be too upset. Like, well, you mean you took Hulkling, which isn't a Hulk, but kind of looks like one, and takes the name, and you merged it with a character who actually is the Hulk's son? I, I think we would be okay if that <laughs> if that yeah. origin was combined. I wouldn't lose sleep over it by any yeah. means. So we're gonna keep you posted. She Hulk's filming. Uh, we'll we'll do more later. I don't know why I'm thinking about this now. We're gonna, we're gonna pause. Back to In the Heights. The the actress from <laughs> from Brooklyn Nine Nine was in it, and I was gonna say she was a highlight to me. Um, what is her name? You watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Yeah, I I, I think her name is uh, Rosa in Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Rosa. Yeah, and I think there was something where like everyone wanted her to be She Hulk for a long time. Um, oh yeah, I think too. Yeah, there there was a push for that. Yeah, and that's why. So I'm tying it to She Hulk, but I was like, oh, she stood out. She's really fun. Anyway, back to it. Star Wars, <laughs> out in space, Mandalorian. Sad news, uh, theory is season three will not debut until late 2022, uh, right now. You know, that that honestly does not surprise me, because after Mando season two ended, um, isn't, is that when we got, when did we get all of the Star Wars like, news of they're making like a thousand Like, in the middle of the Mandalorian. Yeah, like so, in the middle of it, yeah. yeah, so when that news dropped, the first thing I thought of, just like, we're not getting Mando season three next year. They're they're working on so many things, and I'm I'm not under the assumption that they're stretching themselves thin or anything like that. Yeah. But it's just like Mando's like their their biggest crown jewel that theoretically has X number of seasons. It's not yeah. going to run forever, you know. Yeah. So it's just like if they want to stretch it out, you know, skipping it, a year is like normalized now. I mean, how many years has it been since we've seen Stranger Things, right? Yeah. So I think it's totally normal to just like go every other year. Uh, but luckily, it sounds like we'll be able to fill the gap with related stuff, yeah. right? It's not like we're getting like an off a spinoff of Stranger Things in the middle of these seasons to kind of appease that, uh, you know, that uh, 
that craving for more. Yeah, and well, one of this is due. I mean, you mentioned it's apparently due to the L.A. stage, the the the, the volume being used for Obi Wan Kenobi and the Book of Boba Fett and other mm-hmm. shows. Um, so like you know they could probably easily build other volumes, but you know. Um, uh, actually, they, they probably it, are, but you know, th- it, this is easy to keep it. It makes you wonder how easily they can, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Disney has all of the resources and all the money possible, but it's very technically advanced. So I bet it's hard to get people trained, uh, find people yeah. that understand how to use it. You know, building it, you know, is probably a nominal challenge. You know, you just you just bring in people to Duplicate screw in it, stuff yeah. and bolt. But it's like, yeah, you got to find the space to put it. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a volume in Georgia already and they're big. I think, uh, I think there's campus. one there. I think there's one in England and I believe they might've been trying to build one in Australia. Yeah. I mean, I, we said it before when we geeked about over this volume, uh, God, I want to say it was like maybe a year ago when we were talking about behind the scenes of Mando, yeah. how cool it was. Like, this is like a job market, right? If you can get the technical skills for understanding how like the Unreal Engine works with this stuff, like I think the Unreal Engine isn't that one free too, like to uh, download and play around with uh, to a yeah, certain point, like yeah, for yeah, educational. But, yeah. Man, if you, if you are just even halfway interested in that stuff and you're at the point in your life where you're looking for a career, like I think you could just dive in for and just learn all the ins and outs, and you could probably get a really cool job. And then mm-hmm. you send us behind the scenes uh, tidbits. Yeah. Uh, to let us know what's happening on your set. <laughs> exactly. Send us, send us the, the the worlds you're building. Let's explore them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, so they are working on this. Uh, Obi Wan's going to be apparently uh, the book of Boba Fett is now finished with principal photography, uh, and will kind of act like a season two point five, keeping characters that we've kind of seen mm-hmm. back and forth. You know, not like branch off on its own kind of yeah. thing. So, I mean, uh, we even when we got that Book of Boba Fett news, I think we were confused. Is this going to be season three of Mandalorian yeah. to begin with? Because it's just such a similar concept. And we didn't really know exactly where Mando was going to be going after uh, Grogu anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, n- nothing, too, nothing too upsetting here. Yeah, this just not, sounds like all strategical pawns being moved around, you know? Good content's good content no matter where it lands. So, uh, hope maybe they may move it up if they get done early but i really want to see i'm really want to see obi-wan mike i'm very excited for that Mm. the andor show which is i believe filming in england i don't think it's using the volume uh there's a rumor here same rumor about the she-hulk same people that forrest whitaker and ben mendelson will reprise their roles from rogue one in this series Mm -hmm. uh throughout this um again forrest whitaker plays Saul Guerrera, and ben mendelson played uh, orson director orson krennic uh throughout that so i wouldn't be surprised really i mean they seemed like they didn't show up and were fighting the resistance like out of nowhere that they were already part of the resistance and fighting anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I think these would be good ads. I think it would make the, the show that much better. At the end yeah. Of the I liked, I liked Forrest Whitaker's uh, role in a ro- rogue one. He was pretty, he was, he was, he, he played the role like just yeah. like weird and kind of like energetic energetic yeah. like a weird word to say. He brought a weird energy to the character. So it'd be cool to see him come back. Yeah, and again, uh, Sagar has been in the Clone Wars. He's been in the Bad Batch. Like they are really just pulling this character, you know, to to the maximum effect. So uh, yeah, I think I think it'd be fun to see. It. Maybe we see how he gets his breathing apparatus because he doesn't have that in the cartoon thing. So could be something there. But yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's, I think again, the biggest rumor for Andor is if Obi Wan Kenobi shows up in it, you've got us hooked. Like we're we're in. So uh-huh. we'll do that. 
Uh, Blue Beetle, you familiar with this DC character, right? Yeah, Blue the Beetle, L- the kind of the Iron Man equivalent. Not really, but yeah. kind of like a Star Lord Iron Man mix because yeah, it's an alien yeah. beetle kind of thing. A little bit of like the a little bit of like the newer run of Nova, right? They kind yeah. of the younger version. Yeah, so the LA Times confirmed that the movie for Blue Beetle is skipping theaters and went straight to HBO Max. Uh, and same as the Batgirl movie, but a lot more people are upset with Blue Beetle. Uh, so because again, they're focused on Jamie Reyes, uh, you know, again, a, a Latin character, uh, kind of being relegated to streaming over theaters is kind of causing uproar. But you know, the fact we're getting a Blue Beetle movie, uh, maybe it is, is, maybe it could be a larger connected HBO Max universe is totally fine with me. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was really interesting when I saw this in the news today, right? Because what was, like, the the big thing that HBO did last year, right? Oh, we're going to have all of these big movies come right to HBO Max and theaters. You can watch it all on here. This is a, how we're going to capture a bunch of subscriptions, right? This is going to how we inch up to fight Disney Plus and Netflix. We're going to put all of our biggest content right here on the streaming platform. And then people were questioning, oh, is this going to stick around forever? Is this going to be the new norm? And I think like a couple months later, like, no, 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 we're not going to keep this up. This is only going to be for this year. This is just like COVID time protocols. We're just doing the best that we can in the times that uh, we're existing in, right? And then you get this news, right, that this is going straight to HBO Max. So it makes me wonder, you know, how much of this is strategic, right? Because you could say like, oh, this is just Warner Brothers, you know, screwing over this kind of somewhat nicher character you know we're gonna put our batmans and stuff on the big screen that'll bring in the big money but you look over at disney with disney plus who is knocking out of the park like numbers wise right the subscriptions are off the charts over there but you could say that maybe their strategy of putting things like exclusive pixar Mm -hmm. movies on there like luca comes out like next weekend you can't go check that out in theaters that's Disney Plus only. The only way you can watch that is getting a Disney Plus subscription. So, I mean, you, yeah, you could be cynical about it, but also you could kind of be optimistic about it by thinking they think that this is enough to drive subscriptions to what is the future of entertainment, which is streaming. So it's it's really interesting. I totally get it on uh, both sides of it. Um, but yeah, it is it is yeah, it does make you wonder and how things are going to cross in the future. But also, like, uh, take everything Warner Brothers superhero related with the biggest grain of salt you've ever seen in your entire life because, like, nobody knows what's happening. The people over there don't even know what's happening. And I don't even think we're going to have solid answers until we walk out of the theaters so, from the Flashpoint movie, you know? So this is not related to any other Warner Brothers property. This the, When they announced this, this was, like, literally, like, this is going to HBO Max. Batgirl's going to HBO Max. I'm pretty sure it was it Zatanna's going to HBO Max even. Uh, yeah, like, maybe like they were, that was this on the w- list. But this wasn't like, I, again, I, people are, are confused. Like It was literally already announced for HBO Max. Like No one was like, yeah, it's going to go to theaters. Mm-hmm. They might put it in theaters. Hell, I don't know. I mean, Luca is going to theater. And I, I say that purposely because it's going to literally a theater, Mike. Like that's how, <laughs> so it can be uh, like, was it to be award? Uh, an yeah, they, award has to go to yeah, theater. Yeah, they're for trying like to reach weeks. that. Yeah, they're trying yeah, to reach so, that threshold. Uh, but I mean, you know, HBO Max they have a very like, and this is the Berlanti, right? They have the Titans there. What is it? Um, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. They're, Green Lantern. They're specifically making that universe kind of like a new CW, if you will. And I think Blue Beetle would be a good character to put in there, they, um, who doesn't need to fit in with the Flash and the the Wonder Woman's of, yeah. of right now. Yeah, and another thing that's interesting that 
is it is Batgirl and Blue Beetle going to be movies, right? I feel like when you think about content, right, and stretching out monthly memberships, you're trying to span like what the the lowest common span that you could hit is like what five weeks to make sure somebody uh, carries over to the next subscription. So it is interesting that these are slated to be films and not even like yeah. short run series, right? So you know that's somewhat new i don't think we've really seen yeah, that they, um, they, no these were announced as movies and then like green lantern and there was a couple others that were specifically series yeah but it's just strange you know yeah. uh, movies straight to streaming that are like superhero characters uh, it, it, it's interesting to see what happens and because the streaming landscape has a lot of competition all of these high paid executives are just trying to figure out how to get an edge in um so i don't know yeah. uh, there's a lot of unknowns coming up which yeah. is good for our podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, again, the HBO, again, the, the success of the CW stuff, you know, I, that's where I'm going to, again, chalk this up as a Berlanti CW, mm. HBO Max level kind of thing. And, like, if they can, like, that, that content gets fans. Like, I don't know, I don't know how Legends of Tomorrow was still going. You, I don't understand how that's still <laughs> going after all this time. So, I'm like, there's an audience out there for it, but, like, it's, if they're going to get a movie, like, this is now the chance to actually put him in live action same same with batgirl because it's batwoman who has a tv show right batgirl's Mm -hmm. something else but it's fine it's fine and you You know what if you're if you're a big blue beetle fan and you're just waiting for the the live action debut of the character uh i i wouldn't worry so much about where it's going to go i would just worry if it's going to be good or not right because the track record at warner brothers is very sketchy so i would i would be more concerned about who's directing and writing the movie right now than exactly Mm. where you're going to be able to watch it yeah yeah and they have that announced somewhere i just i just didn't grab that because I just all I know from Blue Beetles when I played him in the Injustice games, he plays pretty fun there. Well, I mean, Chris, it's okay. You're too distracted. You know, there's uh, there's super pets out there. Well, I was going to tell you if you want to go to theaters and actually watch something theater where you have to go watch DC's Super Pets, uh, DC's League of Super Pets, which the voice cast was confirmed. We knew Dwayne Johnson was voicing um, Crypto the Super Dog because a lot. I think last time we said like leave some you know superhero roles for the rest of us. Kevin Hart is voicing um, Ace the Bat Hound. Uh, the opposite of that, so the, the Superman, Batman. But then they also have some other announcements. They don't have who these characters are tied to, but we get um, Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Leone, Diego Luna, and Keanu Reeves all in this movie voicing super pets, Mike. I had to look up Ace the Bat Hound because I've never seen the, I've oh, never yeah. seen the character before. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially Bat Dog, if you would. Uh, oh, I guess like, I've seen the I've I've seen the dog in Batman the animated series, but it's just a dog. They didn't yeah. give it a costume and you know powers. Yeah, yeah. In, in the league, in, in the League of Super Pets comic book, uh, Super Pets, like he, he is it's like there's an Aquaman has something. Is that a fish or a dolphin or something? I don't remember. But, like, all these will be different super pets. But it seems to be getting a pretty good cast. This movie is still slated for May 20th of 2022 now. Uh, kids will love it. Hopefully it's funny. Last time we, we – I mean, what we saw at Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse and what was the other – Teen Titans go to the movies. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I could easily dump on the whole concept of this being a feature, right? But then yeah. I thought of the same thing of Teen Titans go to the movie, and it was, like, the funniest movie mm-hmm. I had seen the year it came out. So – yeah, I mean, and, Dwayne, and, Dwayne, he's a pole, right? Yeah, animation, animation's, uh, animation's good. John Krasinski just got his quiet place too, you know. So mm. these are all big names, pretty good. Diego Luna, you know, Andor, we're all biting at the, chomping at the bit to to see Andor. No, nobody. Okay. Um, the other <laughs> you should have said chomping at the milk bone, man. Yeah, could have. I don't know if he's a dog though. I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> I don't know who he's gonna be. Um, 
Spidey and his amazing friends. Speaking of animated properties for children, they, we had our first look at these characters and even the theme song written by Patrick Stump of Fallout Boy fame. I thought that was <laughs> Fallout Boy in the background. Yeah, he's actually doing uh, scoring the entire show, so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But we get to see these. Um, I wouldn't say they're chibi characters, Mike, but like they're very much. Um, this, meant to sell toys. Yeah, <laughs> this is the epitome of hook the kids while they're young, right? We yeah. brought this up on the show before of how do you get like a younger, uh, how do you get like a younger audience kind of hooked on superheroes when like you know comic books unfortunately are just not going to do that anymore. Yep. And it's still with animation, and you know this is for Disney Junior, so I will not, I will not comment on the possible entertainment value of the show because this I'm is this not for us. <laughs> I'm literally not going to watch the show. This is not for me. But yeah. when you watch the trailer you're just like oh yeah these look like they are totally in the dna of like you know funko yeah. pops these will be vinyl figures you know at all that target you know everyone's gonna you know they're gonna want these in their stockings and stuff like that so yeah that's exactly well, what this show is i think it's interesting though to see um kamala miss marvel in it you know any chance that they have to put her in anything now she gets put in so now i'm really looking forward to her streaming show because they're really lifting her up to kind of be a big part of the mcu moving forward yeah well so what's cool is you know we get the three spider characters ghost spider which is spider gwen whatever you want to call her spider man and miles Morales spider man they're all the same pretty much suits um just recolored uh, so mm-hmm. like in, in terms of animation, it's probably pretty quick to animate those spider uh, people. Um, and then the other ancillary heroes, actually, is Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Black Panther, um, which is interesting to include uh, them across this. Uh, it's a very happy Hulk, so it doesn't look like we're going to get the, the rage-powered Hulk. Or at least if he's hungry, or if he's angry, it's going to be because, you know, he spilled his cereal or something silly. But yeah, Miss Marvel, very that show. And then the villains they showed off in the trailer are, again, Rhino... Green Goblin and the uh, female version of Doctor Octopus, which we saw in the Into the Spider Verse movie. So um, these are very much uh, kid focused, kid oriented. It's not going to be death, destruction, real super power things. So uh, I'm interested to take a look at that. But also, you know, uh, again as a as a fan of Fallout Boy, as a, from a musical standpoint, I think it's funny that Patrick Stump is <laughs> singing and, and composing the theme yeah. of this. Strange, a strange bit of news that we will probably yeah. never talk about this uh, on the show yeah. ever again, unless there's a weird, unless like Blade like shows up yeah. in this show before we see him in they, the MCU again. Or they something. get a movie. Uh, Spidey and his amazing friends go to the movies, Mike. And oh, of course, yeah. and then oh, we'll love gosh. it because it'll be amazing. Speaking of that, I don't know if this is like a YouTube web mini short thing, but like there's a Teen Titans go see space jam that i keep seeing pop up like in my feed so it's just like really they went to the teen titans go team and just like we need you to advertise space jam for us can you just make a show where your characters go see space jam so i don't know if it's just like in the normal airing of the show but i was like man that show will do literally anything and anything all of the time yeah uh, so it looks like it's a um from what I saw, that it looked like it was more like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 with the Teen Titans Go. Like, where they, they're, like, watching it, and you're watching along with them, and they're, they're commenting on it because they don't know what's going on, so... I mean, that seems like a, that seems like a lot of a lot of things to write commentary on, yeah. but I don't know, well, I just thought it was strange. Well, it's the original Space Jam. That, that's the thing that baffled me. Oh, like, I thought it was one. the... I thought it was a new one. Well, either no. way, it's promoting LeBron yeah. in some way, right? <laughs> yeah, it was someone's, someone's Space Jam. So um, that is that is later this month. Uh, but it's on Cartoon Network, so I don't know. Maybe they'll put it on uh, HBO Max later. 
All right, we're gonna shift gears. We're gonna get into video game world a little yeah, bit. All right, here, here we go. E3. Hold on, let me let me get let me stretch. Let me get ready. The the video game muscle is usually not prepped for the show. All right, I'm good to go. All right, so the E3 schedule uh, is is, is a, E3 is a multi day event, right? Um, it started, uh, I believe, um, today Sunday, and it goes all the way through Tuesday. Back uh, in my day, it started on a Monday, and, like, the pre-show was, like, Sunday, and now the oh. pre-show's, like, Wednesday the week before. <laughs> it actually, it started off, looks like, maybe Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, it's already passed, so they're still going. They're still going through today. They're going on right now. Um, uh, you know, today was Xbox, Bethesda, and Square Enix. You know, like, I mean, like we talked about earlier, you know, Nintendo's on Tuesday at, like, 9 your time, Mike, so... Um, they're, they're kicking off. So we got some more stuff that could be unveiled here um, throughout the, the next couple days. Um, some of the stuff we're going to talk about um, was, uh, I want to jump into this. One of the things unveiled, I think it was Ubisoft, is doing Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, of the Pandora. So this is a very, like, there was no gameplay, but it looks like, you know, they're expanding the Avatar, not the last year, but the Avatar James Cameron movie universe. Um, uh, by the new, you looks it, like you're a Navi fighting off the human uh, invaders. Can you just imagine for a second? I mean, every statistic out there will tell you not to doubt James Cameron, right? Yep. He knocks it out of the park nearly every time. Very good batting average for that man in the industry. But can you imagine if the next Avatar movie was just the worst movie ever made? And then the next time you go to the theme park down at Disney World, you're just like, Oh, or like the next time you pick up the controller to play the video game, you're just like, oh, why did they make so much Avatar stuff before seeing if the franchise could be a franchise? I'm sure it'll be fine, but it's funny that before we even get the second movie, I don't think we got a specific date for this Avatar game. It just says 2022, but the Avatar film is set for December, so there's a very good chance that that this video game comes out before the movie so it's just like you can just jump into so much avatar content before you even ever get this second movie which mm-hmm. i just find very very hilarious well, uh, well i think is avatar next year or this year i think it's next year i think next it's year? next okay. december we've not seen, okay i don't i never they've moved it so many decembers <laughs> there's like eight of them so i don't know um but you know again this is um the people who built the game, the division, have built this, and, and while you know, I, I told him to maybe the movie isn't that good. They are. They, I mean, the Disney World built on the. They they bought in the Avatar pretty early on. They're like, yeah, we we believe in your universe. You're expanding the world. So, in this game, you know, it could be fun. It could not be fun. But you know, the trailer shows like you know, much like the rides at Disney. I don't know. Did you ride the? Av- no, I've never, okay. no, there's not one at Disneyland yeah, out here. The, the Avatar rides are fantastic. Uh, it's one of the, like the newer parks, newer rides. It's just it's mind blowing how real and immersive it is for that. Yeah. So I just the world of the world is is great. Yeah. I mean, like the the trailer opens up with these like beautiful like vistas, right? Of uh, the cool world of Pandora, and I was like, oh, this all looks really really cool. And we'll talk about Far Cry uh, a little bit later in, in a different kind of context, but whenever I'm playing the game Far Cry, I'm always like, okay, yeah, these shotguns, these uh, these sniper rifles, these are great everything, but give me the bow. I want to shoot yeah. bows. And so if you're going to be playing the Na'vi in this game, theoretically, you know, you know, attacking the colonizing. The <laughs> yeah, you, you get to use, like, bows and stuff, and I just always really like that kind of, yeah. uh, kind of gameplay mechanic when you're using, like, a, a bow and arrow. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's other parts of this game where the, you, you shift into the humans for a little bit and you yeah. get to run around in a mech but yeah uh, o- overall like 
I'm not pessimistic on this game, yeah. which it is looks, not it something I would say. It so, looks good. I thought I'd say. And, and I just, I'm curious, is it a prequel to the first one? Is it set in between the first and second one? Will it even tie into any of those things? So, Well, if the, God, I can, like, I've been holding off on rewatching uh, Avatar because we told the audience we were going to do like a you know a quote unquote spoiler cast for the first Avatar movie like just before the next one comes out, but it keeps getting pushed back, so I keep waiting to watch it. So I, I I'm it's so far removed from my memory, but if I if I recall in that first film, that's when the humans show up, right? Like they're just like, all right, we're, we we just found this planet, we're going to land and get this unobtainium. I don't think that they had a presence there yeah, long term. They, before they, the movie they, started, they had to have been there long enough to implement Sigourney Weaver's character with the Navi. Mm. Like, so like maybe the 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 Jake character, whatever his name is, Sam Worthington's character, was you know there for the first time. But I think they'd been there for for uh, a okay. while. So maybe this is kind of like just before the first film kicks yeah. off. Because you know the, the humans in the the if I again I have to watch I haven't watched Avatar since two thousand nine or ten. Um, they weren't very aggressive all the time uh they were just trying to like you know it's like i think nature is is be- like the whole movie's like nature's better so they were like trying to get the nature but like i don't think they were aggressive to the navi <laughs> trying to get that so, nature yo <laughs> so i think you know this is very aggressive so it could be early early uh touchdown points but we'll have to wait i'm not gonna i'm gonna watch this again until we have to so uh game game coming out next year check it out 2022 uh, switching gears, this game kicked off the Square Enix thing today. Very, very surprising. This is, is Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the whole reason why Chris's strategy of recording later in the day worked out because he was like, I'm going to be watching some E3 stuff today. We might want to put it in the show. I'm like, okay. And then this is yeah. the perfect example of why we waited. <laughs> yes, so we have a trailer for this and gameplay, 11 minutes of gameplay showing this off. Uh, so it was like a 15, 20 minute session uh, out of at the E3, 45 minutes uh, out of Square Enix thing. So this is really cool. This game, uh, you know, they are playing uh, video game versions of the superheroes, right? This is not the movie versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the trailer, there is a Kree Sentry Head, which is the same ones from the uh, Avengers game. So I think it's set in the same universe, but it's not going to cross because this game is a single-player-only game. Like, you mm-hmm. only control Peter Quill, and then you can call on your um, teammates, the other Guardians, to do different attacks and abilities on the cooldown timer. Uh, they've also said, I've got it pulled up here, there will be no microtransactions, and there will be no DLC either. So this is, a, I'm going to liken it to the God of War game that just recently, that was on PlayStation 4, um, or even the the Star Wars, uh, or not, yeah, Fallen uh, Jedi Fallen Order game. Um, very single player, very focused, very much. This is um, it looks really fun. It looks, you know, again, it very leans very heavily from the James Gunn Guardians. There's the soundtrack, right? Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero. There's other music going on. I believe there was Steely Dan at some point playing. Yeah, there uh, seemed to be like some sort of like power up that that made yeah. Peter have the ability to consistently fly like, and then there was like a soundtrack yeah, going on in the background yeah and he he uses one of his abilities by playing the thing and then like his his the his uh, uh the guardians didn't have cooldowns for their abilities he could spam them as much as he wanted it looks like and and some other stuff uh so yeah you gotta place him there he gets his jetpacks he's floating around he's snarky um all the characters have been redesigned so there's a little bit of a uh um I guess a, a abrasion against what you normally think they would look like, but they're very much their comic book versions of the characters. Yeah. They even brought in uh, Dan Abnett, who wrote the um, 
2008's Guardian of the Galaxy, the Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest versions of them in, who kind of created what we know of them. Today, what was the interesting, the most surprising part of this, this is coming out in October. Like, this isn't a year or two away. This game is literally coming out in, like, three months, four months, which is mind-blowing. Like, they can crank one out this fast. Or, yeah. or have been working on this for so long. I'm, uh, I'm like, weirdly, like, 50-50 on at least yeah. what they've given us so far, right? So, the positives that really make me uh, excited. Uh, single player, right? I'm yep. always down for single player campaigns and stories. You know, you don't have to, like, you know, they don't have to worry about shoehorning in some, like, multiplayer or anything like that. We're going to concentrate on the experience and give people a story. I think that's great. I love that this is uh, this is almost kind of like new for Marvel, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is like a triple A game following like a triple A property now so that's like uh, the, not some sort of weird like, you know, like yeah. microtransaction like money box, right? So, <laughs> I would say no because there's the Deadpool game. Um but that was Deadpool a th- game. I yeah, don't even remember that. <laughs> it was a co- well. That's the thing. It was like uh, it was like Xbox 360 era. Like that's how long ago it's been since they. Yeah, done nobody one. remembers like, that. Nobody so, cares about that. Like, well, it's also on the, you know on, on the Xbox One. It was it was pretty good. Like, it, but I mean, I was gonna say it's a lot like this. A single player, fast action. You know, you got your guns, you got your swords, you got your up close, very quick. So that's. I mean, it's just been so long since they've done a game like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you. The, the 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 middle medium part where I'm not too sure about is. You're only playing as Peter, which I mm-hmm. feel like has good connotations and bad connotations. The best part is is you only have to concentrate about the mechanics of one single character, right? Make that yeah. one character the funnest character to play. You really nail down exactly how he works. You only you, you don't have to worry about like, you know, babysitting, you know, other characters. They're just all going to run around and do their own thing and it sounds like you can dip in and make them do other things, which is kind of how the Final Fantasy 7 uh, remake works, but you yeah. have the ability to swap around two different characters so the mechanic is a little different there but the worst thing i saw in this trailer was kind of the combat like peter quill is like a um is a a ranged based character right he has blasters and he doesn't have really any sort of interesting melee equipment if you will so it looks like if you're just kind of playing as peter you're just kind of running around a character and spamming a shoot button like there's it's third person so it's not like you're really diving into a reticle and aiming in any sort of way so unless there's like a really robust like you know combat move maybe like a a role play system underneath that like will really grab you and want Want you to upgrade stuff. The combat I saw just was not compelling so to me. The, you you must have missed like he is. There's hand to hand portions of this that he's fighting well, later. So I I'm guessing he's just like swinging his blaster, like you know, there, doing like a like pistol whips. Like that's not super. Well, compelling it, it's either. up close. I mean, he was doing like uh, like it looked like uppercuts and other punch. Like there's more abilities than just him smashing, like swiping with this thing and shooting. Um, again, there's the gameplay trailer isn't much of like actual like he is he's, is showing off. Sp- select sections right what i thought was cool about the what i like about the single player in the the gameplay is when you're a single player and you don't have the other people to worry about you can actually do the slow motion moments like if you're pulling off something cool or doing something else right like you you saw like where the time slowed down whenever you did like a Uh explosion right he looked like there's some timing things going on with some of the shooting but he does have his element gun which he has four elements to choose from so he's like freezing people it looked like they're fighting a a, uh, gelatinous cube with spikes at one point which mm-hmm. is pretty fun. I I'm I'm down with this. I think, um, I, again I, against your you know 
oh, I only, you know, we only had Peter, not the other ones. If you wanted four, they probably would have just made this as DLC to Guardian or Avengers game kind of thing. Well, which it is does cool make, that they didn't do that. It does make me think that if this game worked out really, really well for them, maybe the sequel they would, could. you know, I, I, I don't think that the game would have like four other sequels, right? But maybe in the mm-hmm. next game, like the first half of the game, you play as Gamora and the second half you, know, well, you play as like well, Rocket or something like that, you know? I think it'd be more like the upcoming um, Suicide Squad where you get to play as one of the characters uh, and for like four player and then you get to pick which one you want to play as as you kind of mm-hmm. go through it. Because I think this is, I think the reason this is coming out so quickly is because they only had one character to focus on. Um, if I think if they had four, we'd probably be looking at another year or two for this. But I, I, And I guess narratively, it kind of makes sense because, uh, you know, Star-Lord is the, is the captain and, you know, he's doing his best to kind of like, you know... Uh, call the shots so I, I don't know I'm cautiously optimistic that's that's it, where I state that's where I stand right it now. reminds me of there was a Guardians of the Galaxy telltale game uh, where you, you one of those where you, you choose your your dialogue trees and it's kind of like mm-hmm. an interactive story and they have the interactive story built into this as well um, so you can like piss off your your uh, team members or not because at one point Drax literally throws rocket across a, a chasm and rockets like pissed off that you let Drax throw him rather than saying, hey, let's find another way. Um, we did see Mantis in the trailer. It looks like she could be uh, an NPC you talked to at some point. I like that they didn't go with the comic book versions, but you can if you pre-order it. I think, again, there's no DLC, so you don't have to worry about it. You go unlock along the way. But if you pre-order it, you can get the throwback Guardians outfit, which has their classic comic book outfit. So it looks yeah, like you yeah, can skin your that. characters. My guess is also there's going to be skill trees for everybody, so you can buff up their abilities as you kind of go through it as well. So um, they probably wouldn't let you choose their costumes and not have a couple small skill tree aspects. But uh, all that stuff, all that, all you can watch the trailer and the gameplay right in our show notes. So uh, I think that was the, the biggest surprise. I mean, I'd heard there was one coming, but I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah, when it the biggest surprise is yeah, the existence of the game it was yeah. not on my radar at all. Yeah, and the fact that like, very few games are like, yeah, we're coming out very shortly after we announce it. Not like, hey, you know, you got to wait like three years for this next game because we're working on it a little bit. We're going to stay in the, the, the next trailer for Little Square Enix was the Avengers game. So showing off some of their upcoming stuff. There's a, um uh, upcoming uh, Cosmic Cube section, a patrol level. But I think the biggest thing everyone's waiting for is the War for Wakanda expansion for this. And uh, you said you got to see the trailer for this, right? Where they yeah, they, yeah. This is a just a cinematic trailer, right? I, yeah. I don't think they really showed off anything that would be none of in game, game right? Okay. Well, it, it's all. I think it's all in-game footage because there's one point where he's like jumping around. I think avoiding attacks from a what looks like a mechanical spider at some point. Um, but one of the cool things is you know they showed us the Black Panther outfit, which is close enough to the MCU version, but it's still enough difference to be in this. Oh, you know, video I game thought. World. I thought the suit was badass. Like yeah. that is a really, really good suit. Yeah. So whoever, whatever concept artist they they hired to uh, put that together, uh, I thought it looked really, really great. So uh, you know, obviously visually, I haven't really had much of an issue with the, the yeah. Marvel's Avengers game. Uh, so you know, who knows? Maybe this expansion will come out. Uh, the game will just radically change, and then the, the whole yeah. kind of um, the whole kind of tone towards this game will just change across the internet yeah. landscape. But um, well, what's yeah, cool it, is it's going to have to be pretty radical, I think, for me the, to re-download the, it. The, the game has evolved very drastically since its launch. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Like, there's um, post-level fifty stuff. You know, they're they're revamping the, the 
how to get cosmetics and how the gear works. But what's cool, again, about everything with the Avengers is you don't have to pay to play this. If you have the game, you get this for free. Uh, and you get to play Black Panther in this whole new world for free. Um, I, I enjoyed the claw. Um, he, he's definitely different than we saw in the movie. He's everything saw in the comic books. But he becomes a, a person literally made out of sound in the comic books. Um, so he's got a blaster. But I'm excited to kind of see more of the gameplay. Like I said, how... Like, we don't have a lot of brawlers in the Avengers game, just what Captain America, right? So adding another brawler is going to be pretty cool to see him do that and see what kind of tech he has along the way. Um, but, you know, again, a new a new biome, a new character, and uh, all new story points for free is a pretty big draw if you guys have the game. Or if you see it on uh, see it on sale, pick it up on for cheap, and they will give you, they will literally throw every character they're adding at you for free. So mm-hmm. uh, check out that trailer in the in the show notes. I don't have much else. I mean, you, you mentioned Far Cry. I don't have an affinity to Far Cry, Mike, so I didn't put it in the show notes here. Um, did you want to add anything to that before we, we, we jump Oh, down? for the E3 section. Yeah. No, 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 no. My, my Far Cry news is Netflix-related, uh, not video game-related, even though I think they showed off uh, Far Cry like maybe like two weeks ago because mm-hmm. I, I was attached to the franchise for a little while, but not really so much anymore. But no, yeah, my Far Cry news isn't video game. Okay, because there was Far Cry E3 stuff, but it was just more gameplay. Uh, guess what they use in that game? Bows. That? Bows and arrows. <laughs> you would love it. You would you would love it. Uh, so we're going to switch our gears to Netflix. Netflix also had Geeked Week this week. Geeked Week! You are way more excited than you should be for this because uh, <laughs> it's kind of lackluster at the end of the day. Yeah, I was waiting until we got to this point to say, like, that the marketing department at Netflix knocked it out of the park because what they ended up doing was elevating everything they had above the sum of their parts, right? Like, if you really get down to the nitty-gritty of, like, each individual day, like, yeah, there was a little bit of something for everybody, but nothing really big came out of this. We didn't have any huge announcements or big trailers like like, trailers at (laughs) yeah i was i I was expecting like a stranger things trailer right like we're coming up on that this would have been the perfect time to debut it like really put geeked week on the map right we didn't really get any of that and um you know we'll we'll, i'll wait until we talk about the the witcher at the bottom of kind of my 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 awkward uh witcher experience but yeah uh not very exciting i'm glad i didn't spend my whole week you know really glomming onto this keeping uh keeping track of it uh, but yeah, wow, <laughs> not super exciting, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all. I think one of the bigger ones we'll talk about right off the bat is the Masters of the Universe, mm-hmm. the revelation, the the show, um, the anime is you know got its first trailer. I need a hero. What yes. a banging soundtrack uh, so, on this trailer. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many. Did they say it's two parts or multiple parts? But part one kicks off in July mm-hmm. for this. So um, you know they've have a Netflix has a thing of actually like using. You know, hey, we're going to do like, you know, the series in t- a full season, but split it in two and call it multiple parts kind of thing and release them as they kind of get done. But um, what's cool about this to me is, again, it's, it's anime style, but they use the classic, um, you know, Master of the Universe designs for a lot of the characters mm-hmm. when you kind of well, watch it. And if uh, if you kind of dig into the, the nitty gritty of it, this is supposed to be a continuation of the original yeah. He-Man. Now, I would not judge anybody 
if they do not know the original lore of He-Man, because I definitely do not know the original lore of He-Man, but apparently it's supposed to be a continuation, so I yeah. don't know exactly how that's going to work. I don't think anybody needs to do, do any homework before they watch it. But Wikipedia, being, that shit. Yeah, but it's being executive produced by uh, Kevin Smith, who is a very famous uh, geek nerd creator oh. type of person, so it, it's in good hands. Mark Hamill, the voice of Skeletor, great casting there. The trailer was a hype. This is from the same studio, the animation studio that's been doing Castlevania powerhouse animation. So like the, 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 it, it has like you know high quality talent across this whole thing, and the trailer was really really hype. And I'm not I'm not like a big He-Man person. I didn't grow up with any He-Man nostalgia. Yeah. So, but I, I think I'll still dip my toe into this. It just looks fun. Yeah, I think I mean it's, it's 80s uh, uh, throwbacks. I mean it's just better animation than the original ever had. So mm-hmm. um, that that's a that's a little bit of a plus for everybody. But that that teaser, yeah, it's fun. It, it's good. I think uh, I don't know much about Master of the Universe either. I was it was outside mm-hmm. of that toy generation by a long yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you can check out the trailer and show notes. Let us know what you think. Uh, we probably have listeners who are Masters of the Universe fans. So we'll do that. Uh, Far Cry, Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. This is the Far Cry thing you were talking about. Sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. see Far Cry in the title, and I didn't think. But I have played oh, literally gotcha. <laughs> Far Cry Blood Dragon, which is a 90s, like, in the 90s, this is what they thought the future looked like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spinoff kind of thing. It's really wild. Um, but uh, the game is, is interesting because you literally shoot dragons and you have laser abilities. And, yeah, you know, it's just stuff it's like absolutely that. ridiculous. It's great. If, if you're totally unfamiliar with what we're talking about, uh, Far Cry 3, which was a pretty breakout Far Cry game, um, yeah. had a spinoff called Blood Dragon. This wasn't like an expansion. This was a standalone game that you could play and download without having to own a Far Cry 3, but it just kind of ran on the same engine. They gave you a smaller kind of island to operate on. Uh, but yeah, it was all this like neon, just ridiculous futuristic aesthetics, like, you know, 80s actions explosion, like 90s like technology. It was a thrill. And it's like one of the last games I can think of in a long time that I beat like 100% on, which, you know, wasn't too hard because it was, it was a smaller game, but man, I just had an absolute blast. It ends with this crazy set piece where you're riding like a like a cyborg dinosaur, like mm-hmm. shooting missiles at people. It's just intense. They totally lean into it. I had such a fun time, but they're making an anime set on it called Captain Laserhawk. I don't know who the hell Captain Laserhawk is. I have a strong feeling you're not going to have to have played the video game at all. I'm, they might have Easter eggs involved, but I don't think you're going to have to do any of that. They, they, they just recognize we have this really bright and vibrant world that would just really be set off by an anime. And, um, uh, whether or not your opinion on Adi Shankar is positive or not, because we've had weird yeah. experiences of watching him on the internet, where which is weird, dude. But he was uh, one of the producers that put together the the Castlevania show, which is created by Powerhouse Animation. That's also doing Masters of the Universe, which we just talked about. So uh, he has proven himself in kind of like this anime animation landscape. So I I am down yeah. for this. The other part of the news is they're also adapting something for Far Cry as well more like mainline from the actual video game but there was there was nothing they, they didn't say if, if they were adapting a specific game or if they're just going with the vibes of Far Cry I think it's also supposed to be an anime but I don't know who's involved but most of the information came with uh, Captain uh, Laserhawk so uh, mm-hmm. I'm down I'm excited what a great game go play it. I don't even know if you can play it on whatever your console you're on now yeah I don't know it, I don't remember what generation it was it, for it was to be 23 honest. it came out in 2013 I mean it's it's not a it's not an old game by any means 
Um, I played it on um, Xbox 360, but you know that's the same year Xbox One came out. I think it's, back, it's backwards compatible. So yeah, if it's uh, out there, go play it. It's a thrill. Yeah. Well, we've talked really talked about I mean, Adi Shankar for, for for comic book um, things. He did the one shots, the Punisher, Dirty Laundry, and the Venom, mm-hmm. Truth and Journalism stuff. Um, and then he was like a big producer on the the, the Dread movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he does have. Um, you know his hands in in some of the stuff here that we would talk about so um yeah that's fine that's fine with me resident evil this is not the movie this is not the game this is the live action series we've been talking about for a while yeah Um, but it's not it's not that series that's supposed to be kind of run on the game engine either that we're not sure what that really is either this is right yeah yeah, that's like yeah, this is like the movie. So this is the live action where we talked about where the villain, Albert Wesker, will be the main focus. Mm-hmm. And um, they've cast uh, a very diverse cast here with Lance Reddick, who's known for his um, – he's like the – was it like the – he's in John Wick as the guy at the, the hotel mm-hmm. who like takes all he, the people at the gate. He's also like the – I don't remember if he's the mayor now, but if it, if, you, if anybody watches the show Bosch on Amazon Prime, which uh, the wife and I do, I found out my dad does too. He's a – it's based off of those old detective books. Uh, um, I don't even know if old's the right way to say it. That might be insulting to some people, uh, but he's in that show too. He's good in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he—I believe he was in uh, maybe Godzilla for all of like ten seconds as well. <laughs> um, but but he's he's a great actor. Again, uh, he will be playing Albert Wesker, and then uh, we have the other actors: Ella Belinska, Tamara Smart, Sienna Agudong. Adeline Rudolph and Paola Nunez uh, in undisclosed roles, probably playing his family, because uh, this is about his daughters or whatever. So, um, yeah, this is they've got a cast. That means they're they're close to filming, right? That means they're about to kick off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an evil TV show. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that we got you know this announcement, if you will. But this is also a good example of Netflix Geek Week of not really rising to the occasion like okay cool mm-hmm. you, you told us who the cast is going to be but like anything else anything we don't even know you what have anything else playing <laughs> yeah they're like they're like hey we got we got the main lead but here's all these other people we're not telling you who they are though so fuck you pretty much <laughs> uh good luck but i mean it's, it's fine it's but like you know i i wish i had more hype to tell you about resident evil but all i can do now is go to the next bit the Splinter Cell, uh, the game mm. series, uh, is getting an animated series based on this. Um, Derek Colsad, who is created the John Wick universe, will write this series. And all I have to show for you is one single screenshot of this animated series, which shows yeah. an old man with a Splinter Cell hat on, looking very sad and depressed that he is making a show about Splinter Cell. To, to me, uh, based uh, on uh, this image, this looks like a CG. Uh, attempt, you know, to replicate anime, which there's a lot of CG anime on yeah. Netflix right now that it seems to be really popular because they, they're making more of it. So it kind of looks like that in this light. But this is a tale of two stealth games, right? I feel like when I was growing up, I played the Metal Gear games for my stealth fix, and there were some other people that played the Splinter Cell games. So I, I know literally nothing mm-hmm. about the so, Splinter Cell games at all, you know? Splinter Cell feels to me, it felt more like a Mission Impossible style game because, like, you were, like, there was, like, open, you have to sneak into a building and, like, you know, in the, in the daylight, and then you would kind of do stuff in the dark and like ping people and you, you had to play stealthy like that but i had a very bit like a huge multiplayer uh following later on i don't think metal, mm. metal gear never got into multiplayer but you know it did a not, little bit but yeah I, I i you're probably right splinter cell probably had a bigger multiplayer they they've not landscape. made these games in years 
like we've we've not had a Splinter Cell in forever. So uh, it's just interesting that they're making a series. Maybe a game's on the horizon that we don't know about. <laughs> well, it's it sounds like if it's a uh, Ubisoft, isn't Ubisoft also the Far Cry, um, the uh, Far Cry studio as well? I think they're just uh, putting their IP out there in the world. Like, let's do it. I think Ubisoft is also the studio that is partnered for making Mythic Quest. I think there's a video game studio that partners with Mythic Mythic Quest to kind of do the uh, interstitial shots where they show off the video game. So I think they're just like, we're a big uh, company with a board of directors that want big returns on their investment. All right, well, we've squeezed everything that we can on the microtransactions. Let's, Let's put our IP out into Hollywood and make some money. So I would assume anything that Ubisoft owns is on the uh, is on the yeah. a whiteboard for a creator to come in and go like, well, yeah, I'll turn that into a show for you. Well, so the last Splinter Cell game was literally 2013, which was when Far Cry Blood Dragon came out. So it sounds like anything, like they may have gotten someone new in Ubisoft in charge of, uh, you know, hey, we, 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 we want these properties. We're now going to you know let you have them a little bit. Um, the other one is, uh, I think Assassin's Creed's getting something made, right, at Netflix, probably? It sounds like it. That's well, the other one. Yeah, probably. I mean, it makes but, sense. But Derek Cole said John Wick, uh, you know, creator writing the series means it'll probably feel more like a John Wick thing, like a world of assassins and secret espionage, stuff like that. So not expecting a whole lot. But we have an image for you to look at. Probably Mike's most disappointing uh, thing here was Cowboy Bebop. And I only say this because we did get some video of this, but nothing in terms of a trailer or <laughs> yeah. anything from the actual show, but just a, a weird announcement about the composer. Yeah, I mean, this was this was cool. This was the most exciting thing to me just because the last we really heard about Cowboy Bebop was a uh, John Cho, like, breaking his leg or something, and they're just like, yeah, we can't make the show because his leg's broken, so however long it takes these bones to come back together is when we can start making the show again. So it was cool to see, like, the characters, like, somewhat in costume, uh, or at least their kind of hairstyles because mm-hmm. the, the internet was very excited about John Cho's hair. So everything looks good from what we saw it's, it's great to have the original composer coming back because uh, the whole style and vibe of the show is just very, like, blues jazzy, so it's great to have the original composer back. But it's just like, yeah, if you really wanted to knock, like, Geeked Week out of the park, like, a teaser trailer for Cowboy Bebop, any of these people in, like, even costume, even if they did the Borderlands thing, right, where they were yeah. just in total just silhouette, silhouette, like, would have just been at least something. So, yeah, it is unfortunate, but uh, I hope we get something My- soon. My my feeling is this Geek Week was very much put together at the last minute, and they were like, what do we have? <laughs> uh, you got seven days to make something, so so do it. And they just kind of did this thing with them just kind of jamming out to the original song. Or, or a song called is – that, that's the theme song, right? Tank? Yeah. Um, so that's fine. I, we Like you said, when we're co- covering composer music, that's usually nothing – it means it's a slow news week here. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, feels like uh, it's, a, it's an okay announcement, but, you know – where are the outfits? Where's the, <laughs> where's the actual stuff? So we'll see. Uh, last bit of Geeked Week stuff here is The Witcher. We got literally uh, a weird, the weird most for the show. disappointing thing yeah. the whole week, Chris. This is the one time that I tuned in to the live stream. So they actually had good numbers, right? I feel like any uh, media company would be happy to have over 10,000 people on a live stream, right? So I, I was checking yeah. in, I was looked, I was trying to get an idea of the stats. They had, when I was watching the Witcher announcement, they had about 14,000 people huh. on Twitch uh, streaming it. I was over, I looked over on YouTube, and I think there were maybe around like 12,000. Mm-hmm. So 
and then there was like a couple thousand over on Twitter, I think. So they were they were commanding at least thirty thousand eyeballs at the time, right? And you see the live chat going of people like responding to what they're seeing, and they're just like the the uh, the um, I, I guess the hosts of the show, if you will. There was like three or four of them doing their best to try to like hype it up in front of like no audience at all. They just happen to be digital, and they're just like, all right. All right, it's finally here. I think we got a little something from The Witcher. And then, you know, like they're rubbing their hands like, oh, yeah, let's show it to him. Let's do it to him. And it's this teaser that's like 15 seconds long. They don't even show uh, Geralt. Is that how you say his name? Uh, they don't Geralt, even show yeah. the titular Witcher. They, they just show um, they just show the girl from the first season. I don't remember her name off the top of my head. Siri. It's Siri. And, like, everything flies by really, really quickly, and they, they do their – oh, that set off the, the Siri on my phone when I said that. <laughs> and it's just, like, you just see the chat in real time going, like, boo, one out of ten, yeah. this is dumb, where's, uh, um, uh, where's Henry Cavill? And it's just, like, this was so dumb. Like, why would you show this to, like, uh, 30 – 30,000 people frothing at the mouth just like this dumb bit so this is like just the thing like I'm sure the second season is going to be great all the creators of the show have no idea what the marketing department's doing you know they're on a schedule they can only do so much so no blame to the next season of The Witcher I'm sure it's going to be great but it's just like this is what you bring to the last day of Geeked Week of one of your biggest IPs and successful things out there right now like you kind of pitched your whole Geek Week around this whole yeah. thing and we get this dumb teaser it made me it made me so mad but i kind of reveled in just like the live chats just kind of roasting them so uh next time geek week version two if that comes out in 2022 do better netflix do not waste yeah. a whole week of my time with these dumb little like teasers that do nothing for ha- me. have a single day and just get all that we, we got no umbrella academy uh, we got nothing you know uh, there was there was people speculating that we might get some sort of whiff of like Mega Man aren't they working on something like Mega Man related like that would have been really crazy to see like even if it was just like a logo treatment right you know we're used to stuff really early in development just getting kind of like a little logo like that would have been cool too but like yeah the the Witcher thing just kind of like set me off just like well I'm glad I didn't put any extra time into keeping up with this all week thank god it wasn't a paid event for us and uh, they, they they really tease us so Geek Week, uh, over and done, uh, would would not would not recommend uh, all around <laughs> from all of us. There's, uh, again, there's like I said, a few highlights, but you know, f- across five days, and this is all we get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing all around. For those Lord of the Ring fans, there is a, the last bit of news here before we get into our Loki section. Gotta hype you up. It's coming. Mm-hmm. We're gonna let you have it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the War of the Rohirrim anime movie is in the works at Warner Brothers for Lord of the Rings. And this says it is set roughly 250 years before the events of the Fellowship of the Ring and follows the story of Helm Hammerhand. Um, so before everyone's like, oh God, what are they doing? Um, because there's there is an Amazon Lord of the Rings series, um, mm-hmm. the second age. There are the movies, and then there's this Philippa Boyens, who actually wrote the original Lord of the, the Rings movies, is mm-hmm. attached as a consultant for this mo- for this anime. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that's it. People in charge of it include Ken Kinji Kamiyama, who is known for working on Ghost. Um, I said Ghost Runner, uh, <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I was typing something. Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex uh, will direct it. 
And then Jeffrey Addison, Will Matthews, who worked on the Dark Age, Chris, uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, will write it. I might be having a stroke. I don't know. Um, <laughs> saying all these things. Yeah, but this, this is being th- fast-tracked at theatrical release. Yeah, this was a weird experience for me all around, right? Because the first time I came across this news, it was just the logo drop, right? And it kind of happened during Geek Week, so I wasn't really sure if this was like a Netflix yeah. thing or what, what was going on here. I was very confused. Um, I'm assuming it's Amazon, right? Am- or, or, or Oh, it's Warner it, no, Brothers. No, it's, okay. it's, it's Warner Brothers and New Line actually have this. Oh, I thought I thought this was like an, uh, an Amazon-related thing. Uh, nope. So either way, it gets extra weird. But I saw the logo treatment, and the logo's kind of weird. Like, it's very much in the Lord of the Rings style, but it kind of looks like like um lesser I, I i can't really think of a way to describe it but like it, it so, almost looks like this is going to be the logo yeah. for like the video game the mobile game that's coming well, that's out, what right? I, th- I thought this was a video <laughs> i thought this was tied into the elden ring stuff uh which is the lord of the rings video game that plays like dark souls right uh yeah kind of, kind of. I, yeah, not I, exactly I thought, lord of the rings but yeah right fantasy it's, it's pretty much it's pretty much lord of the rings uh, but there's also like a golem video game coming out right like this is I get this is very early. I assume this will update as we go, but like it, there was really no context and it's in the middle of E3 and Geek Week, right? And yeah. So like, where do we put this? Like what is and it? it? And so And on top of that, you have to go through like you have to go through all the all the trees of information, right? So the next thing you go to is you see it, that it's an anime. And you're like, "Okay, it's an anime. Netflix makes one-off uh, anime stuff all the time, you know." In my head, I thought this was going to be Amazon uh, Prime. So I was like, oh, "Okay, they're just making something." And then I see the word feature and I'll I'm like, "Okay, wait a minute." This is getting very strange now. I don't think there's been a feature-released anime in the United States, like, literally ever, right? I know that we get anime imported from Japan, and sometimes there's, like, limited runs in our theaters out here, but... And somebody out there could say, like, oh, well, technically this was, you know, like an anime that was released, you know, U.S. domestically. But this might be the first. So, like, I was like, okay, this is very, very strange. This is very weird. Uh, a feature anime, like, this is <laughs> this is finally, like, proven to the Western audiences that you can get butts in seats with, like, a, you know, a quote-unquote foreign animation style. And then... um. I'm not I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings nerd, right? Like I like the franchise. I think it's fun. I have like a somewhat expanded knowledge of it, not really, and it mainly has come from this show. Like when we've talked about like the other ad- adaptations of the show and when you tell me things and I google some stuff. So I uh, I'm basically just above a noob when it comes to Lord of the Rings, but I hung out with a friend this weekend who was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Like he is like he is in it, right? And he is insanely excited for this right this hits all of the marks for him as a huge lord of the rings fan he even told me who uh helm hammerhead was and he was just like do you remember in the two towers just before they ride out one last time to fight the horde and gimli runs up the runs up to the tower and blows a horn and i'm just like I don't remember that specific moment, but okay, I can recall something like that happening. Uh-huh. He's like, that was the horn of Helm Hammerhead. They're going to talk about the guy who they named the horn after or something. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And he was just like, yeah, he's this dude. They call him Helm Hammerhead because he just fights with his fists. He just, like, punches people. So I was like, okay, well, that that works pretty well with anime. I mean, a lot of really popular anime is usually, like, martial arts, like, hand-to-hand combat. So it sounds like things are coalescing pretty well. So all I can say is I have talked to one huge Lord of the Rings fan that is uh, over head over heels for this adaptation. So I was not I was not expecting that. I thought this was just kind of going to be a throwaway type of thing. But the fact that Warner Brothers is putting it out, you know... Yeah, big screen? That's a big deal. 
Warner Brothers and New Line, I believe, did the movies, right? Um, so that's probably why they still own the movie rights to this stuff uh, over over Amazon. Uh, and it won't cross over because it's all one, hopefully, one continuity here across all this. But uh-huh. I mean, what's cool is in anime versus Lord of the, in Lord of the Rings, it's a myth. It's a mythic, right? Uh, fantasy world uh, in anime, you can do whatever you want, right? We always talk about you can drawing one panel of, of animation is the same cost as drawing any other panel of animation, rather than making uh-huh. a movie and having to worry about effects and practicality. Um, so I think you know this is interesting to to do in anime because animations you know coming. At the at the post COVID, every anime thing's going to animation. We we talked about that all last year, um, but they're going to be able to do a lot and probably show a lot more than we would if they did a live action version of this. So, um, I fully expect to probably not watch this in theaters, but maybe catch it uh, on home release whenever it it hits. Whatever uh, Warner Brothers and New Line, what HBO Max, I guess. Forty five days later, so mm-hmm. we'll catch it out. All right, we know what you're all waiting for. You're all waiting for us to talk about the latest Marvel. Cinematic Universe TV show to hit Disney Plus. Loki uh, debuted this week, and uh, we're here to talk about the first episode, right, Mike? Is what? Yeah, what we've seen dropping, so far. Dropping on a Wednesday, which seems uh-huh. kind of strange because most of the time we've been watching these things on Fridays. It's been like a mere forty-eight hours before we could kind of start talking about it on the microphone. But now, it just like I feel like, what happened in the episode? I gotta think back. Think of all the machinations, all the story points that I missed, because after we're done recording this, we only have to wait like three more days to watch the next one. So it's strange kind of watching it in the middle of the cycle. But, uh, yep, just like all the other Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows, we tacked it on here to the end of the episode because we, we, I mean, we're going to be talking about spoilers. We're not going to be reviewing this thing week by week, spoiler free. So if you've made it this far and you haven't watched Loki yet, you know, give this a pause, uh, go check it out, and then come back to us for the next, uh, I guess five weeks moving forward as we talk about uh, Loki. Yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. I think we're closer to the next episode now than we were uh, yes. <laughs> any other week. Um, but also, you know, if you haven't watched Loki, you're in the minority because the Loki viewership has topped uh, people who turned into WandaVision and the first episode of the Falcon Winter Soldier. So this show is popping off, Mike. It is killing mm-hmm. it out there. And, and I um, will go ahead and be the first to uh, show my hand and I would say well deserved. Uh, yeah. the, this first episode was great. Yeah, I, I feel uh, again uh, not not to not to toot my own horn, but I called this. I called this. A yes, long you did. Time ago. This was uh, uh, out of the three. You were the most excited out of this one. I think this was the least. I was least excited about this. I was like, Ah, Chris, I don't know. Loki he uh, died. Uh, we don't need to watch this. Yeah. Well, uh, fun fact. It, it's killing it. I I agree. I think this was a fantastic. Uh, first episode again. It, it literally doesn't hold back. It starts off at um, it literally in the Avengers movie when they're taking him down um, to uh, you know, st- to Shield, yeah we're right? yeah we're starting with like Avengers slash Endgame footage. Which is exciting because you have the opportunity to do that. Ain't no Netflix show showing you MCU yeah. footage uh, before you watch it. So it's, it just really shows you how coalesced this whole universe is. Yeah, it's all connected. And apparently there's some tricks here. Like uh, when, when Loki uh, waved in the, the elevator, they, they imposed him in over the original footage of that. Oh, uh, okay. Like, like they added some new stuff in here to like recontextualize it from Loki's point of view rather than mm-hmm. the overall movie's point of view, which is cool. So we got to see, you know, again... Um, Two Tony Starks, uh, Hulk bust out and you know knock the cube back towards Loki, and Loki grab it and 
And where does he go, and how long does he have that cube elsewhere? Yeah. So, And it goes to show you how perceptive he is as a character, right? Because you I, you kind of have to, like, massage your brain a little bit to realize, oh, this is the Loki from right after the first Avengers movie, yes. right? He knows nothing of what we've been watching for, like, the other, like, you know, years and years after it. Well, until later in the episode, right? So I have yeah. to keep contextualizing my brain of what Loki am I watching. But he's very smart because once he kind of gets to the TVA, he's just like... What am I doing here? Uh, didn't you see what was happening? Those Avengers were yeah. jumping all around time. I saw a bunch of different of them. I, I, I know can what, smell I know what's two going on Tony here. Starks. He's yeah, like, exactly. I can smell two Tony Starks. I know they are time traveling. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. He immediately goes away to call back to Iron Man when he throws himself into a desert, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like Iron Man whenever he lands in the desert in a suit and he's trying to talk to these people and he first thing is hops up on a rock to lord over them a yeah. little bit i love how then, unrelenting he is right he's just like oh i'm just gonna go right back to being loki right this is yeah. what i'm supposed to be doing yep and, and the, the tva steps out and they're like you're under arrest and he's like no so they hit him with their time stick and then he's like like oh you're going at 1 16th the speed but feeling 100 oh, of the pain the whole time yeah the slow-mo that was great <laughs> <laughs> to see his face like flapping and you're like oh that's that's good and then he's immediately immediately thrown into the tva they do not hold mm-hmm. back on on taking us to this very again jack kirby-esque realm right yeah um, of, um, of, I- like very 70s and mid yeah kind of like that mid-century modern aesthetic i i i would i would think you would be lying to me if like the production designer didn't look at references from like portal 2 the video game which has a lot of Mm -hmm. similar kind of office interior vibes and i don't think that's cheating or anything like that i think that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing as like you know somebody who's designing and putting together aesthetics for media you look and see what else have other people have done to get inspired so i totally get the vibe from that which is a great and yeah, they just do a, such a great job, just like taking the piss out of Loki, like right away from like hitting him in the face, and it just really goes to show you, like, oh yeah, you're not in charge here. And they tell him that all the way through, you know, up until uh, like really, um, uh, Owen, no, Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson until like no, Luke it's o- no, kinda, no, it's Owen Wilson. Is it it's Owen no, Wilson. Owen Wilson? Oh wow, I get yeah. those. Wow. I mean, they they look they, they kind of talk the same. They they yeah, look very wow. similar, but uh, yeah. uh, I the two two parts. I mean, a lot. There's I could just fawn over this first episode. I just yeah. I, I had so much fun with it. But like two parts at the beginning that I really really liked um, were when they were like arguing about like no, I'm not going to take a ticket, but Loki ends up taking one anyway. And then when he gets vaporized at the other end of the line, he's just like, oh shit, where's my ticket like this is this is a much bigger deal than i thought it was going to be which was just hilarious and then also while he was in line i loved the animated piece that kind of explained what the tva yeah it was it was great it was perfect what a great way to kind of get all the exposition out there and it also kind of made a lot of sense with this kind of weird quirky place that they're in i don't know if they're ever going to really explain it to us or if there's a more of an explanation within the comic books but like they kind of showed the exterior of the building and it seems to be some sort of it kind of gave me like nowhere vibes of like some sort of like space city so i don't know if they're really in another dimension or if they're far out in space or if it really doesn't even need to be explained so so it is essentially from my understanding in in the comic books there's what's called the neck again they talk about this literally in this book in this in wandavision the nexus of all realities. The nexus mm-hmm. is the it's like the, the the space around where all the universes exist, all the different timelines and universes. So it feels like it's there, like it's not really in time or space kind of thing. Um, one of the entrances I, I enjoyed is is like where he's like, uh, you know, are you a robot? And he's like, no. He's like, okay, step in this machine. If you, he's like, what would happen if I'm a robot? It's like, well, you melt oh, yeah, from the inside out. Great. 
He's like, do I mean, a yeah. lot of people not know if they're robots? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston, he was doing. He's doing such a great job. I mean, that was yeah. one thing that I, I also really, really loved about WandaVision was just the actors. I mean, yeah. like, come on, they're they're killing it with the with the material that they're giving them. You know, depending mm-hmm. on you know which uh, which show that you're watching. But yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston, you're doing mm-hmm. a great job. <laughs> and then I also want to throw out uh, the voice actress Tara Strong uh, did Miss Minutes, the voice of Miss Minutes. Um, mm, yeah, she's a really uh, uh, um, uh, what word am I looking for? She's a big she's a big voice actor. She's prolific. Uh, she's, prolific. Yeah, prolific. She's, I mean, that was the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you might know her. She's literally a Timmy Turner in the Fairly Odd Parents. She's Raven in Teen Titans. Teen Titans Go. Uh, you know, she's been all over the place. I'm pretty sure she was Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls as well. You can mm-hmm. look up her whole list. She's got a huge list of stuff. So that's fun. And then I think you know, I'm going to talk about this. Uh, you know, really have two main actors here: Loki and and. Um, Mobius, right? Uh, Owen Wilson and, and Tom Hiddleston. And, you know, we see literally t- uh, Loki, Tom Hiddleston, grow 10 years in a couple minutes uh, as he watches his life. And they show the highlights, literally, of what we've seen, the movies. His 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 adopted mother dying, Loki, or Odin dying, his own death. We see this 2012 Loki evolve into the 2023 whatever year this i mean whatever version we see at the end of it because he's still technically from 2012 in just a couple minutes and tom hiddleston like selling it like you know you see the emotion on his face he's never really been a bad guy he's never really been a villain he's just been you know trying to be a trickster and show like oh i'm actually worth something i'm not just yeah i think a mischievous person yeah, I think he kind of explains it in a way of, you know, th- this is my greatest trick. I don't have the ultimate yeah. power, so I have to do these things to cover up the fact that, like, I can't squish you like a bug like my brother can with a hammer. I have to find alternative uh, routes yeah. to do that. But, yeah, I was really looking forward to that because at the beginning, when Owen Wilson kind of takes him into the conference room to kind of, like, you know, he hasn't quite told him he wants to recruit him yet, but he's, you know, trying to get to the bottom of what Loki is. You know, he's showing him, like, his life on this thing. And these are things that Loki has seen, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. is he going to show him what we all know but he doesn't know? Like, I really want to yeah. see that. And then we do get to see that. He, he, you know, he escapes and he comes back into this room and he kind of watches his future. And just watching himself get strangled to death in front of Thanos is like a whole is contextualized in a whole different way now, right? Like, that is not the way Loki ever expected his life to end, right? To just be somebody, like, crunched up like a Diet Coke can, right? So it just really changes him emotionally um, in that one scene. And to know that he went out as a hero rather than, you know, a a god, like he kept saying, like, you know... He's like, you don't argue with a god. And everyone's like, you're not really a god. Like, yeah. But, like, yeah, he, he did see that. He went out as a hero. And he knows he's a good person and did the right things. And, you know, even you know the conversation with Thor from Ragnarok where he's like, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, one of the other things is, you know, Loki is, uh, like you mentioned, formidable. He was able to take down the, um, the hunting, uh, I guess, TVA agent who wanted to vaporize him. <laughs> And uh, like literally put the 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 I guess the the timing belt on her or whatever where he could like mm-hmm. zap her back and forth with like the little scrubber back and forth. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, just he like put her through the ringer too. He was like yeah. going back and forth forth he, with that. He, uh, 
I, also, we learned being the trickster that he is. I thought the DB Cooper thing was going to be like an adventure that yeah. happens in an episode where we see like, oh, he has to put himself in the place of DB Cooper. But no, that was just kind of like almost like a Family Guy esque cutaway, which I thought yeah. was pretty interesting. And if you don't know who DB Cooper is, it's like, oh, it's a real life mystery of a person by the name of db cooper who uh hijacks a bunch of money i don't know all the machinations of it and then he yeah. uh when the plane lands he's not on it so i think there's theories that he may yeah. have jumped out of the plane they don't really know where he landed they scoured and the they area, don't know where but, his money is yeah yeah so it's funny to to think like oh that that was loki just out there basically doing it as a prank because when he jumps out of the plane he says like Oh Thor Heimdall, yeah. you better be he, ready. So <laughs> yeah, like he lost. He said he lost the bet, so he had to go out and, and do that kind of stuff. So he's been yeah. he's been around. But I mean, it, it's 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 great to see that to, to that he again he is a formidable thing. And I think one of the most interesting things I said this at the end is they don't hide who the villain is. The villain is Loki, a variant mm. of Loki, um, which I will be presumed is being played by um, I can't think of the actor's name. There's a, 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 a not he got Richard Grant. Uh, who was actually the villain of the Logan movie as well? But like he will, they're like they are not hiding that Loki. Yes, a variant of you, Loki, is the problem, and we need your help to oh, hunt him. Kind of thing. So you, so you think the variant is going to be a variant enough in a way where it's a different person entirely, yeah. like you know, from a different world, or do you think this is supposed to be like an aged up Loki? Like it's literally the same Loki, but like you know, thirty years in the. In I, the I think it's. I think it's another variant. I think. I think there are multiple. Like we're gonna find out there are multiple timelines that exist. There's not just one timeline, and like that this other is a variant from another timeline coming in and causing chaos. I mean, here. that does make a little bit of sense, right? Because in a TV show, when you are uh, specifically cloaking a figure, right? But the, the the show has already told you a million different ways that this is supposed to be Loki. Why would you go to the effort of hiding him in silhouette under a cloak, right? Because that's how you yeah. see him at the very end of the episode. Like, we, we know it's supposed to be Loki. You can just show and do a face reveal. It's not a mystery anymore. So it would make sense that it would be a, a unique face that we wouldn't understand but i, mm. I kind of like the i kind of like the idea of what's happening here is he's running around the different timelines and he's like basically messing shit up uh so he can get a hold of those little uh canisters that are supposed to wipe the timeline yes so my my, my assumption is here is that he's trying to collect you know a certain number of them to create something i don't know if yeah. he wants to wipe out all of reality yeah. by blowing up a bunch he, of them together or maybe if he combines enough of them he can like escape and become the ruler he, of all time or something my, i don't know my guess is he wants to take him to the tva and wipe the tva back like oh to, maybe like uh, or create like erase all the other timelines at their core except for his uh, maybe so, he want maybe he wants to get to those like three original what was it like those three gods or whatever made yeah, yeah. it I don't quite yeah. remember yeah. what it's, their names were the time lords or the time, time keepers, lords timekeepers yeah. but yeah I, I think I think there's an opportunity here for like you know we're gonna find out that the TVA isn't what they think it is either like this is like Mobius like it's not they're not gonna go back to like oh I'm just going back to my office work and it's like he's gonna find that there are people in you know like any other movie at the top of a corporation if you will the the TVA that are like oh, there's not just one timeline, there's multiple timelines, and we were just telling you you were in charge of one kind of thing. Yeah. And it's going like, and blow his mind, and they're going to have a crisis of some kind. Yeah, and also it's kind of strange because all of the, the characters in the TVA, they're not, like, they're not people. They're, like, manifestations of these gods. Like, they, they don't age. They just kind of talk about, like, 
what did they say? Like he said, yeah. like oh, what's football? I think he said right, or or yeah, yeah, what's, what's a what, fish? Yeah, what's like, a fish? Yeah, I need to know what it is so I can understand uh, how you're threatening me, which yeah. is really funny. And that that actor was from the Good Place. Good Place. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of played like a secondary role in that every once in a while, and, and he's pretty funny. Um, and, but the, and, well, the, this. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that character also had one of the other scenes where Loki found out like the TVA and Infinity Stones don't work outside of their own universe. And that's Loki. That's was what like, I was about to say. That Loki's is like defeated. Sing- <laughs> that is the single best part of the entire show, and that is and it's a really important moment because it tells you so much. There's so many things that you can read into that one moment, right? First of all, you do just kind of have the humor of it, right? You know, all of these insanely powerful things, you know, just happens to be inside of like a drawer, right? Uh, I love that he says like, oh yeah, yeah, we get those all the time here, which insinuates that like there's all of these different fractures of reality where these stones like are, they're so powerful, that they cause all of this time shenanigan stuff to happen all the time. So they're just like, oh, another Infinity Stone. Let's just go get another one that we can use them as a paperweight. They cause so much trouble, but there's nothing we can do about them. But I love the the moment that Tom Hiddleston plays on his face of just like, my entire existence was yeah. moving towards well, getting these stones and becoming the ultimate ruler and being the most powerful thing in all of creation and in all of existence. And I'm looking at multiple copies of them right now in, like, a desk drawer of the TVA. So, like, not only is my whole, like, strategy just totally thrown out the window, not only is my whole perceived idea of reality and power just minuscule, but, like, I am utterly defeated right now because, like, the TVA, that's kind of when he kind of realizes, right, that the TVA is all-powerful and he cannot overpower it because, like... The one thing he probably thinks in the back of his head, right? Oh, if I can just get the Tesseract back, I'm out of here. Oh, if I just had a couple Infinity Stones, I could vaporize all these fools. Like, oh, no, they're here. They're right in front of you, Loki. You can't do anything. Because it's not like the power is necessarily turned off there. It's just like they're so insignificant in the scale of what work that they do. I just loved that whole moment. It was just perfect. Well, we'll probably get more information, but in the comic books – an Infinity Stone only works in the reality it was created in. So the mm-hmm. second it comes into the TVA, they can't control that reality because they weren't created there. So mm-hmm. that's probably why they're depowered. But it also has a very much a what I call the Dumb and Dumber moment of Loki. He's like, have you tried to use that together? He's like, yeah, multiple times. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. Dumb and Dumber's like, have you tried to get in the briefcase? Yeah, it's locked really well kind of thing. <laughs> so he's like, he's, he obviously tried. He's like, I can't do it. It's I got to figure out another way out of here. And mm-hmm. um the whole, pretty much the whole episode was spent in the TVA, and that really mm-hmm. kind of built it up a little bit, and was was really fun to, to kind of see that kind of kind of ebb and flow throughout this. I, I really enjoy. It. I'm excited for the next five. Um, oh yeah, and 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 to see where this goes because I don't know where it's going, and um, they could literally surprise us. Most of the trailer footage was cut from here, except for the uh, was it the governor vote for Loki. Uh, kind oh of thing. yeah, that, yeah, that's still to come. So um, I'm excited to kind of see where that goes, and, and uh, the I guess the uh, volcano exploding when he works for the TVA. So I'm I'm excited, Mike. I like I said, I was very excited from the get go. I'm glad everyone else is excited. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, and uh-huh. um, that this is gonna, you know, really kick kick us off and, and get us going. I and to um, you know, the, back into the movie season for for Marvel and 
keep it growing. So anything else yeah. you want to add to that? I mean, oh, the only disappointment, I, I think we brought it up last week on the show. This, this damn show still premieres at midnight, right? I mean, yep. like, come on this, like you just said, this show knocked it out of the park, you know, like viewership wise, that means more and more people are going to be watching this thing by the time I wake up in the morning. And it's just like, no, do not trend these spoilers for me. So I think I'm going to have to open up my Twitter and start, um, and start, uh, muting Loki. I didn't have the, I didn't have it, uh, muted for the first episode, but I mean, if yeah. this things are really starting to pop off, I have no other choice. Yeah. Especially as the reveals come over, over, over the next few weeks. So mm-hmm. knock, knock on wood, Mike, that's it. That's it for the show. We've covered geek week. We've covered E3. We've covered Loki. Uh, they could probably rhyme if I wanted to keep going, but I really don't want to. <laughs> but if people want to know more about Watch Up to what you're doing before next week, where can they find you at? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, people want to know more about the show, more about the stuff, more about the reviews. We're going to come up. We're going to be back in the movie season doing reviews. Where can they find everything at? Oh, they can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our extra awesome show notes this week. I mean, come on. We talked about so much stuff this week that came out of so many separate events. Like, this stuff is going to be hard to track down by Googling it, right? Like, I tried to Google, like, the Halo Infinite trailer, but, like, you get all these dumb, like, analysis, like, stuff first, and it's just like, no, I just want to see the trailer. Get all this crap out of the way. So head on over to SuperheroSlate.com, and you can get direct links to all of this stuff that we talked about right in our show notes. I love it. You can find us on Apple Podcast. Apple podcasts uh youtube spotify and wherever else you'd love to listen to fine podcasts like ours please like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store we love it when you reach out we want to know what you're what you're watching what you're talking about what you want us to talk about um are you excited for anything that we talked about uh, you have mm-hmm. to be excited for something we talked about today uh so uh let us know and uh go listen to some bonnie tyler holding out for a hero that's gonna get your weaked amped and off to the right uh start if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy make sure you're vaccinated because we all want to go see black widow right and we will be here every week all right guys we'll see you next week all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe we'll try to make it towards loki okay i'll try to when i feel like i can't hold it i'll put it somewhere in the notes Don't text me. Those, Those don't pop up while we're recording. I have them unsilenced.